Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Shinobi for the Sega Master System. Shinobi was developed and published by Sega in June of 1988 in Japan and probably America of that same year. Okay. Hard to find the dates on that one. Now, this is Master System or? Yes, this is for the Master System. And it was also released in Europe shortly after for the Master System as well. Because this game is a port of the 1987 arcade game of the same name. Right. Now, the arcade game, of course, is a bit different than the home console version. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, a little bit of graphics. As one would imagine. But also, um, you know, a lot more arcade-style mechanics, such as one-hit kills. Right, right, yeah. But only enemies' weapons or projectiles hurt you. Uh, their bodies do not. Yeah, that's an interesting take, I think. Mm-hmm. The arcade game also had three buttons instead of the two on the controller. So you had a, a separate button just for your ninja magic. Ninja magic. And uh, it was hard to find out who worked on the home port of the game because it was ported by Sega, but the arcade one was directed by Yutako Sugano. Mm. Not the most well-known of guys in the industry, but he did uh, direct this and Crackdown in the arcade and then worked to Sega of America where he worked on Sonic 2, 3, and then in some capacity on almost all the 3D Sonic games. Oh, okay. That's and then, a yeah. mixed bag, I guess. But and Then he left the company in 99 and has moved around to a bunch of smaller independent studios. Cool. Now, this game was not only ported to the Sega Master System, it was also put on many home computer systems, such as the ZX Spectrum mm. and the Commodore 64. Oh, sweet. I mean, everyone you can think of, really. The Armistrad, you name it. And they were all done by a couple different people, so this was not Sega you know, making the ports for these computer systems. Right on, man. That I mean, Shinobi was a big hit in the arcades, at least amongst my group of people, friends I knew, you know what I mean? So oh, I yeah. can see why they would want to, you know, spread it around. Yeah, I mean, they even made one for the uh, PC Engine, a.k.a. TurboGrafx-16. But most oddly, uh, a lot of people don't realize that this game also was released for the Nintendo Entertainment System. I saw that. I, I mean, I never saw it. In life, in real life, anywhere. But it's interesting to know it was out there. Yeah, because it was published, uh, as many Sega games were, by Tangan. Okay. And it was a non-licensed cartridge as well. Ah, those deviants. Yeah, during the black box era of the Tangan (laughs) lifespan. Right. Uh, Sadly, the NES version, though, has no short-ranged attacks. And you can only have one of your projectiles on screen at a time. Ow. <laughs> I know. I actually wrote ouch after that, so you are correct. <laughs> That's, yeah. But, of course, this game was extremely popular, and it had two sequels. But, oddly enough, it was one sequel on the consoles and then one sequel in the arcade. Right, right. I mean, this was a franchise for a minute there. You know? Yeah, there was Revenge of Shinobi on the Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. And then in the arcade, you had the game Shadow Dancer. Right, right. And uh, that also had, you know, Joe Musashi in it and a dog. Right, right, yeah. That's all I remember about it, though. I, I never saw that one. I remember, I think that one was ported to Sega Genesis 2, and there's like a third Shinobi. I don't remember the subtitle. Everyone says it's the best, but I've never played it. It's like a late Genesis game, I think. Yeah. Well, you know what, Nick? I think one day we just might. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, Nick, what kind of game is Shinobi? This is a side-scrolling action platformer, really. Um, yes, very little platforming, thank God. Yeah, yeah, very little, but it's mostly, it kind of has the Rolling Thunder vibe with, yeah. the, with the two leveled playing field. And... Yeah, Rolling Thunder was the first game I ever experienced with that mechanic. Right. And then, oddly enough, it took me another, like, 15 years to find out, or 20 years to find out the name of that game. <laughs> well, but Yeah, I mean, and that's a lot of, a lot of games kind of borrowed that mechanic. If, yeah, you know. yeah. And what we're talking about in the mechanic is that you can jump in this game. You have your standard jump, but mm-hmm. then if you hold up and jump, you then jump to the second level of the screen or above the screen in some cases. Yeah, the game calls it your super jump. Oh, okay. And it is kind of goofy looking the way you do it most of the time because the camera, like, locks on you. Yeah, And yeah. then the camera moves up to the second level. Right, right. So the jump is just a little funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're mercifully, you can't be hurt while you're doing that. So Yeah, yeah, that's very nice. That's nice, yeah. And then not only can you jump, but you also can attack. And uh, in this game, you are the Ninja Joe Musashi. Uh, yes, yes. And you have a short range and a long range attack. And your short range attack, uh, as you start, is just a kick, right? Right, yeah. And, you know, I see allusion to a punch, in the manual and other places, but I, I don't remember my character ever punching. I Yeah, you go through an interesting cycle of different weapons and stuff. Yeah, and so you have your short range and your long range attack. And we'll get into what all those are in a moment, but there is no difference in how you do those. It's just how close an enemy is to you. Right, It's it just ranges it for you. Yes. Now, if you press down an attack, do you always do the short range attack? I don't think so, but I, I saw reference to it. Yeah, and you know... You have a different little kick, too, when you crouch. It's like a little upward kick. Yeah. Sometimes. I, I know you can do crouching nunchaku and stuff, too, I believe, right? Uh-huh. So eh. I don't really... I was very confused, not just by that, but, but really by all the mechanics of this game. They're a little weird. <laughs> yes, because in this game, you are tasked with going through many levels and fighting bosses like you would in your standard game. Mm-hmm. And not unlike our game uh, a few weeks ago, Operation Wolf... You are also tasked with finding hostages in this game. That's right. Um, they are children, actually, in this version. I guess in the arcade they were adults, but these are... Uh, the children of the world leaders. Yeah, yeah. So they're serious about getting their way. <laughs> uh, luckily, though, all of the children have been dressed in the exact same outfit. So oh, yeah. So you won't have a hard time figuring out what who they are. And they're just hidden around in streets and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they are. And what sets this game apart from many games is that you don't find power-ups in the levels... You don't find them from breaking any items in the levels. You get powered up by rescuing these hostages. Yeah, and um, they'll give you all sorts of sometimes points, extra men. There's a large selection of, of uh, yeah, power-ups. Let's, let's go through that here in just a moment. But you know, I would do want to point out that it does not explain this to you anywhere in the game, and there doesn't seem to be a logical progression. Like, you don't get the same things every time. Right, right. I mean, some of them, I remember being like, Okay, here I got my life filled up. Uh-huh. And it would still be there the next time. I would try to push through, you know, right. different. It's kind of weird. So sometimes it seems like I don't know if I'm triggering something that spawns that power up at that place. You right. Know? So there are a lot of weird mechanics that play in this game, and it's best to talk about them after we've discussed this hostage situation. Sure, sure. Because you just have to walk over one of the children hostages, and boom, on the top right corner, it will tell you what you have been given as a bonus for rescuing that hostage. Yeah, it's just kind of unfortunate because you have to look, be sure to look up there, but there are usually enemies about, so you don't want to take your eyes off the actual screen, so sometimes you just don't know what you got, you know? Yeah, I just, oh, <laughs> I have a new weapon now. And that's actually usually how it happened for me. Right, right. 
So uh, let's talk about the things that the hostages give you because it's a weird, weird list. Yeah, so um, first of all, you can get your shuriken power up, which will increase the damage of your thrown attacks. Right, and it always says shuriken, even though you have now upgraded past the shuriken sometimes to a different weapon. Yeah, you'll get different ones. It's uh, kind of strange, but that's just their catch-all for your uh, thrown attacks. Okay. And then you can get a life restoration. Yeah, and that's probably the most useful. Oh, yeah. And um, it and the other life one. But. Right, right. And this just brings you all the way to full life. Yes, which uh, starting off with is six bars in your life meter. Mm-hmm. And in this game, like we mentioned, you do have a life meter, not a one-hit kill. But what's cool is not only do you have this meter that can be refilled by rescuing hostages, uh, one of the next power-ups you get from the hostage is an increase in that overall life meter. Yeah, and it'll uh, you can keep... I don't think there's a set limit to it because... I only saw a few bars worth of progress personally, mm-hmm. but watching playthroughs, this guy ended up with 12 or 14 bars. In I his had life. quite a like, few bars by the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, so. spoiler alert, I did cheat, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I got every hostage on every level, pretty much. I may yeah. have missed one or two. I They're, they're not really that hard to find either, right. so. But uh, you can also get your punch-slash-kick power-up, which is your... Short Close range. quarter, yeah. Even though you lose the punch and kick very early on. Right, right. Which so also very confusing. You would understand, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can also earn the right to attend a bonus round. Yes, and we'll get into the bonus round in just a moment, uh, but it is nice that that's how you unlock it. That's right, and last, and perhaps least. Very uh, much so. <laughs> you get 10,000 points. Yeah, and now points do have some relevance in this game because you do get free men from them. Yeah, but I'm not sure exactly. I think it's 100,000 points. It's a lot because, I mean, like I said, I cheated, and I just noticed that I was like, I barely got any free men this this entire experience. <laughs> right, right. So as you mentioned, one of the power-ups you get from these hostages is a increase in your punch slash right. kick. Right, your, uh, your close quarter attacks. And um, that manifests itself in different weapons. Right, and the first one actually is uh, like holding a shuriken and attacking them. Okay. According to the manual. (laughs) so That's weird. Yeah. But uh, after that, uh, you grab your first hostage and you'll upgrade to the long sword. Yeah. And it is a slightly longer attack. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be much different at all, though. No, not really. Um, And these attacks, the short range attacks, are really only there for for me, like when you've jumped down or up right next to a guy. Or uh, if they are uh, jumping out of a pit to you. Right, right. For the most part, though, you're going to want to try to kill everything from as far away as possible. Yes, absolutely. Um, Even with your next weapon, the nunchaku. Yeah. Now, this one, there is a very noticeable difference in range for it. Oh, yeah. And that, I mean, that's your main bonus of these, you know, upgrades. And then after that, you get the Manriku Gari chain. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also known as Simon Belmont's whip. Yeah. Um, This is your longest range one, and it's... By far the best. Um, this and the nunchuck, I used them mostly when, like, there are certain enemies on the other side of barriers, and you yeah. can hit through them. So that's it, where they help a lot. I didn't realize that for the longest of times, so I would always try to have to go past them and then jump down or up, deal with them, and then come back. Right, right. Once I figured that out, though, this weapon was invaluable. Yes, yes. However, the downside of this weapon progression is that it doesn't stop when you get to the top. If you keep getting hostages, you'll loop back around. Okay. Because I kept... You know, I, I would uh, I would have the chain and then end up with a, a sword again, and I'm very disappointed I, myself. I did have the sword again at the very end, and I wasn't sure if that was a stronger sword 
or different sword. Maybe they power up as you go through. I didn't notice any difference, but it just really made me question if I should keep rescuing hostages after a certain point. Yeah, no, I would I would say that is something to think about then. Uh, because if you lose one of your good weapons, that could be a big big problem as well. Because, yeah. Well, let's talk about them next. You have your long-range weapons, and starting out you have a shuriken, your classic ninja throwing star. That's right, and while I didn't personally notice this, I guess... The manual lists the first one as your increase of your firing tempo for the shuriken. Mm. So I don't know if that means I think it, at you get beginning you start on one at a time, and then after that you get two at right. a time. Then it will upgrade to the knife, which the knife is pretty cool. It's very yeah. quick and goes across the entire screen as well. Yeah, yeah. And then you get the bombs or grenade or grenade. Yeah, um, they're a little. They're very different, and I don't know if I like them or not. Like I want. Once I really start to get the hang of them, then I lost them. Because this is a unique weapon that has two functions, not just the one. So if you just hit your button, you lob it. Yeah. And it's not very far. That's the problem. No, yeah, and it'll it'll land, roll a little, but... And explode. Yeah. But if you duck, and then you throw it, you roll it along the ground, and mm-hmm. it will go almost across the entire screen. Yeah, it's not super fast. No. But it'll, keep, it'll keep chugging. And then it will blow up when it hits something or when it gets to that into the screen area. Sure. This, yeah, this weapon's useful. There, there are certain spots where it's really useful because guys are below you mm-hmm. or... Because when you throw that lob, it isn't an arc. So you can go over, you know, high boxes mm-hmm. or or past a ledge to the lower area, like you said. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty cool in those times, but other times you can, you'll really be wishing for just a normal shuriken because guys are way over there laughing at you. And it's really slow. If they're behind <laughs> a couple boxes, then you're sunk. Like, you got to jump very close to them to get them. And then uh, I feel like you have to go through all that because then at the end they give you the next weapon, which really kind of is the ultimate upgrade. Yeah, and that is the pistol. Yeah, you just straight up pull out a gun and shoot people. Yeah, even though I think the sprite for your bullets looks kind of weird, it didn't dawn on me right away. I was like, oh, this is a gun. Like, right. Because it looks more like, almost like a fireball looking thing in a way. Yeah, like, they could have called it like anything else, like a ninja <laughs> dart or yeah. ninja fireball, and you would have been totally fine with that. Like, I buy it all. But, yeah, this is your strongest, longest-range weapon, so get it and hold on to it if you can. And you can have two out at a time of this as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. I know for certain. Cool. Because there's a very specific timing that it shoots with. Oh, right. Okay. And we'll talk about that in painful detail <laughs> later on. So that's it for the weapons. But we're not done with fun craziness, because this game also features ninja magic. Yeah, this is always one of the big draws. Um at least when I would see it in the arcade. Oh, yeah. And but you don't just get that ninja magic handed to you on a silver platter. Or no. if you're me, you don't get much ninja magic at all when playing this game. Yeah, I got almost none. Because the only way to earn said ninja magic is through the bonus levels. Yeah. And as we said, you can only go to the bonus level once you've found the correct hostage. Yep. And once you finish the area you're in, then you will go to that bonus stage, which is a whole different, well, ball of uh, wax. Oh, yeah. This, I mean, this... Also, it was one of the big draws to me. Uh, I mean, in the arcade, this yeah. blew my mind. Because it's uh, kind of a first-person shooting game where you're chucking shuriken at a bunch of green ninjas who are jumping progressively towards you or, you know, And running and back out. and forth on three different uh, layers of platforms going backwards. Yeah, and I mean, they move fast and... There's also a blue ninja. 
Yeah, yeah. What's what do you he, get for that? I think I, a free man, maybe. Yeah, something. I don't know. I, I I got one once, but I didn't realize what I did. I only yeah, I only ever earned two ninja magics because you have to make it flawlessly through. Well, that's not true. No ninjas can jump to the front of the screen, but they can run off the sides to the left and right. Right, right. But if you if one ninja gets past anywhere, and then you have the front, failed the bonus stage and you get nothing. Yeah. So it's it's. Not very forgiving. No. And I was like, I'm going to get good at these bonus stages. So I, you know, save stated before one. Right, and, then, right. and just bonus stages for like 15 minutes. And I got barely any better. I never, I I really thought I could master it too, but I did not. Um, no, I, I learned like the five places that they will usually jump forward from. Right, right. But just getting back and forth between those spots is so hard sometimes. that uh, To me, it was more total luck if I had finished one or not that's right yeah and i only ever got like i think one maybe the first two i and when i did finish them i only got one ninja magic you can get up to two from each one of these yeah i'm not sure maybe maybe the blue guys got something to do with that maybe but um yeah so they're while they're really cool looking they're just brutal and at least for surviving i mean there's no penalty to you for not performing you know and then towards the end i was so sad and sick of them i was just like fine just kill me i want to get to the next (laughs) stage yeah, I mean, it's just heartbreaking where you're, you're actually doing well for a second. I, I think I got a chance here. Nope. Yeah. No, no, no. One uh, mistake. And then the ninja magic, you get that after the bonus level, mm-hmm. and then you carry it on with you. But you don't get to use it right away. No, I mean, you can't hold up to four at once. Yes. And, and as you get more, they will scroll them off, I guess. I, I never had I that I never problem. had that problem. <laughs> and I don't think you can select them. You have to go in the order You do. Yeah. that they are up there. But the hard part is that you don't get to use them right away. No, you have to kill 10 enemies in the same screen to activate them. Well, same area. Oh, yeah, not screen. Not like one literal screen. Right, right. That's still harder than you would imagine and makes it so that you will never be using these at a boss. Well, not only that, but most of the time they're not even activated till at least halfway through the level. Correct. You know, so it's... I mainly used all of mine in the last two levels of the game. I only got yeah, I think so. There were only I only got two ninja magics, so mm-hmm. I used I, them both and I got three, but one of them was entirely useless because of, well we'll talk about them right now. All right. Um well the first one you'll probably see, which looks like a little coiled rope, is the metal binding magic. Yes. And this will freeze all the enemies on the screen for a certain amount of time. Very useful, especially when there's uh, too many guys around. You can't figure out the timing to jump down between them. Yep, that's oh, I use this one. That's why I use it as well. <laughs> a few ones I got. Uh, the next one is the Invincible Magic. Okay, and I got this one but never had a chance to use it. I, I did use it at the end, but I don't think it was in an area like I just used it because I could at this point. Right. It's like, oh, this looks a little tough. But... And that's the thing. You pretty much just want to do that. Like, you don't really want to save them uh, unless, you know, you're really thinking, I'm going to hold these for the end of the game levels. Otherwise, you might as well just use them when they start activating because you can't use them in a boss fight. If you're, yeah, if you're good enough to get there, I don't know, you probably don't need them anyways. Right. And our next magic is the eight hands magic, Mm. which uh, is the one that I remember seeing in the arcade and liking the most, which is eight shinobis jump out of you and jump around the screen and just kill everything. That sounds awesome. I did not have it. I never got it, but I, I just knew of its existence. Cool. Um, there's uh, the Flying Squirrel Ninja Magic. Oh, I got this one. Oh, yeah. It is useless. I, I never saw it. Uh, it just lets you fly, right? Yeah, but it wh- why? There's no really hard jumps except for in one part of the game. Right. And then when you're in this flight mode, you can't switch levels. Oh, really? Right. So, like, I oh. just got stuck. 
And then eventually, like, it wears off. You just have to wait. That's, I mean, and you don't really want to be skipping a lot of these levels. You have to get the hostages anyway. Right. You know, it, it's not like, say, Super Mario 3, where you can fly over a tough part. And... Yeah, I don't know why this is in the game. I mainly, I, I really only used it to get to the next one. I see. And uh, the next ninja magic is the lightning magic. Which is the one I used. Oh, sweet. I never saw this one. I did. It looks really cool. You call down the thunder and the lightning, and it shoots out of you in all directions. Awesome. It just kills every... Kills everything on the screen. Cool, cool. Very useful in some of, in, in one of those later stages. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> when things are filling the screen. I wish. Uh, and our final ninja magic is the tornado magic. Yeah, I didn't see this one either. I didn't either. I have read that it just shoots out and kills guys in front of you, I believe. Like a tornado, I guess? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um... Sounds not nearly as cool as the lightning. Right, right. I never saw it. Um, and this one, the lightning and the tornado in the manual, both are just like have uh, question marks. Like, what do they do? You know, oh, it's a mystery. A, that's that's fascinating. And try as I might, I couldn't find uh, videos of people just using Ninja Magic. All, all the people who played through it didn't even use any. They just seemed to be so awesome. that Yeah, that, that is a problem with watching people do playthroughs online. If you haven't played it yourself, you know, which luckily you and I, we go usually play through the game first before we watch the playthrough. But if you don't, you're missing out on a lot because they're so good. They don't use usually most right. of the weapons, most of the items. You know, and you don't really see the reactions of how enemies work and whatnot. That's right, yeah. Us poor lamos who can't get the ninja magic just want to see it, man. Help, help us out. <laughs> right. Although I will say that those playthroughs usually are very helpful in learning boss weaknesses. Yeah, yes. And Especially in this game. Yeah. <laughs> they're not always the clearest. Not generally, no. <laughs> now, as we mentioned, there is a, a life bar in this game, but you also have lives. That's right. You start with three. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said before, 100,000 points will get you an extra life. Yep. And then when you lose a life and you have to then start over, it starts you at the beginning of the level. Yeah, but most of the enemies you've killed are already gone, mm -hmm. and the hostages that you've rescued are gone, too. But you also are missing some of the power-ups you've gotten. Oh, right, yeah. You are knocked back down to shuriken level, yeah, which is Which is really rough since they took the hostages. You know what I uh -huh. mean? Like, you're not really saving me anything by taking them away. Yes. And we also should mention that you do not have continues. Oh, that was my next thing. Uh -huh. And the continues... Don't exist. Not in Shinobi Land, unfortunately. No. So once you've died, that's it. You are starting again at the beginning of the game. Well, Nick, this is a first-party game. It is a crown jewel in the Sega Empire. Oh, yeah. Did they spend the time and effort that they should have on the manual for this deep and weird system of a game? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it's... It's fine. It does a decent enough job of explaining things. You know. I, I agree, and I know, because I had to go find the manual and look at it to try to figure out how any of that progression worked <laughs> with the hostages. Yeah, no, it, it is kind of uh, counterintuitive and not laid out, you know. The manual is laid out weird as well, I thought. Yeah, yeah. And again, you know, blue and white, Sega style. Mm -hmm. I love that. You do get some enemy art, but not a whole lot. You get weapon art for yep. what that's worth. Um, and, and screenshots, too, that are helpful. But you also get that little story, which is nice. That's true. The story where you are Joe Musashi, who is a master ninja slash deep cover agent, deep cover government agent. Yes. And you're up against the Ring of Five terrorist organization, and it is they who have kidnapped the children of world leaders. So it's up to you, Joe, to bring them back. Okay. 
and uh you know it goes through all you know describes the ninja magic most of them uh Mm -hmm. the power-ups and you know your weapon stuff um it does have some hints at the end like enemies have patterns look for them yes pretty basic stuff and it caps it all off with a nice sega style score grid and you know really they have the best score grid yeah i mean it has a place for your name and the score and everything but you did fail to mention one thing i found in the manual that i thought was quite funny oh yeah and that is the very last page on the handling of the mega cartridge oh yeah you get that in a lot of different uh old you know what i mean like don't get it wet or leave in the sun or yeah the mega cartridge is intended exclusively for the sega system do not bend do not crush or submerge in liquids. Do not leave in direct sunlight or near a radiator or other source of heat. <laughs> Do not taunt Sega Mega Cartridge. No. It just totally reminded me of that happy fun ball Yeah, sketch. yeah. No, they get very specific about crushing it or bending. Like, why would you even, <laughs> why would you even you... think you could? Look, I thought I could. But overall, I thought, you know, luckily it does explain to you that progression in, in yeah. a way that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And necessarily so. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Shinobi? Well, uh, aside from I had some experience playing it in the arcade. Okay. Uh, roller skating rink. Yeah, I, it I was attended. at one of the arcades I went to. And I will say that I did play it a bit, but when it was out, I was so young that it was hard for me. So therefore, I didn't play it a ton. Yeah, I played it a decent amount because for a stretch of time, I don't know, in my mind, I just thought forever, but this could have just been a month or two, you know, mm-hmm. when I went there a couple times, but the counter or something was loose. If you had some roller skates on and kicked the front plate, oh, it would register sometimes a free credit. So me and a group of local hooligans would beat the crap out of this game, like to <laughs> right. get free tickets or free credits and then lose right away because it was super hard, but it, it was all yeah. just trying to get to that bonus stage really. But uh, my uh, one of my friends growing up who lived across the street owned this game for his Sega Master System. Okay. And I uh, the I think I previously mentioned uh, my father's friend had a Master System uh, for his children. And this was one of the few games they had as well. Yeah. I mean, certainly never beat it. Uh, based on vague memories, I think we got to level four. Okay. That's I mean, my... I played it very little. As, well, we played it semi-frequently. I mean, it, it was never like our favorite game, but it was good enough, I, I guess. I don't know. Then what was your more recent experience here with the Shinobi? Well, I beat this game. Um, it took me... I, I played it twice without uh-huh. cheating. And right. Did not, I got maybe to level three, I think. And then, yeah, and it's very tricky because it, it makes you think you can get through this game without I mean, cheating. If once if you get good enough, I can see practice, it's doable, but yes. oof, it's it layers it on there. So I cheated my butt off for the final push through and was able to beat it on my third try. Yeah, I, I was a, a two or two or three times, three times it was. Because the first time I went all natural, I was like, I can do this. And then the second time I started playing all natural and I was like, no, thank you. And what I did was I would save at the beginning of a level and then save at the beginning of the boss fight. Okay, right. And that really didn't matter for the first three boss fights. Yeah, yeah. It's that fourth one that, thank God I did, because I think I fought it 30 times. Oh, well, yeah. Fourth, fifth, we'll find out. But either way, I did play this a few times, and those were my cheating methods. I do think towards the uh, final level, I did save state a couple times in the actual levels, just because I did not want to start back over with uh, any lame weapons. I did some save stating right at the final boss as well, and during that battle. Right, which, oddly enough, you really don't need to as much, I don't think. I just didn't want to, I don't know, some of them, well, whatever. We'll talk about it when we get there. We will. 
Well, here we are in the general chat portion of the show. And I would just like to start by saying that this game is not so hard at first. And then it slaps you in the face. Yeah, it's one that I remembered it being super hard. So I was kind of relieved when I played it at first. And I was like, eh, it's pretty tough, but it's doable. You know? Yeah. And, you know, the bosses, you know, you don't have to have intimate knowledge of them to beat them on your first or second try. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And really, the levels aren't, they have a weird kind of slow pace. So, yeah, very you... slow. In fact, uh, one of my notes here is that so much of this game is just slow walking for me, it's creeping along making sure my shuriken, my bullet or whatever is out and moving towards <laughs> yeah. the far side of the screen so that whatever I uncover gets hit by that bullet. Yeah, it's um, this game in some ways reminds me of like Castlevania with the way your jump works and your slow movement, but it's uh-huh. not as precise. I feel like your controls are, there's they're too laggy in between your attacks. There's a little bit of lag, and for me the hardest part is that the, the turnaround is so slow. Yeah, yeah. When you do that turnaround, man, it's like, it takes forever. Like, that's when I almost always got hit, when I had to turn around and hit another enemy. Sure, yeah. You, it's like, if you're above them, you have to turn, then jump down. Or right. You, you, there's no, can't really twitch your way around here. The graphics are, eh. I actually kind of like the graphics. They hit this kind of weird sweet spot for me, because you can really understand what everything is. Even I, down to, like, the weird Japanese face masks on, like, the bone-throwing guys. Yeah, yeah. I like the characters, uh-huh. sprites. It's the background. Some of them are just, like... It's a yellow brick wall. Yeah, very plain. And there's a couple times where the background is a color that makes part of you invisible, which (laughs) is just a a horrible mistake. I will say that the bonus rounds look great. Um, They do. And the animations in them are so fluid that it kind of confuses me as to why some of them in the rest of the game are a little crunchy. Right, right. And I mean, they move so fast, Mm -hmm. but accurately, you know, it looks looks good. And then the other thing that really confuses me is that almost the entire game, when you do that jump between levels, it's that awkward, like, camera freezes on you and then moves up yeah and i thought that was just like well they have to do that this way because it's the tech of the sega right but no because then there's like two spots in the very end level where you jump just a little bit between levels and it's normal it's just like boop, right and you don't do that weird camera pan i yeah i don't know why maybe maybe it's there to you know you're invincible now and duh, duh, duh. i guess set you up nice i guess i don't know now, you said there is not much music in the game, which is a bummer because the music that's in the game is pretty fun. Yeah, it, it really is, but you're only getting three tracks, so, yeah. you know, get used to that. And used to that in between all the segments of this show. <laughs> but as far as sound effects go, pretty, you know, on, on the level, nothing too crazy, nothing too annoying. Yeah, um, it's, you know, old Sega sound effects. I, I love them, so they're, they're cool if you're into that. Yeah. Otherwise, they're serviceable and not annoying, so... And then one other thing we should probably talk about is Spider-Man. That's right. Spider-Man is featured in the back, or he's an enemy in this game. Yes. I mean, down to the colors. Yeah. I mean, it's red and blue and, you know, climbs on the wall. You know, he's just on the background wall. He doesn't move around enough to truly, I think, register as Spider-Man if you weren't looking for it. Right. But that crawling pose, really, that's straight up Spider-Man, you know? (laughs) It definitely is. Well, Nick, this is the part of the show where we take the game level by level, and this game does have quite a few levels. That's right. You have five missions that are divided into several sections. Yeah, and before each one, you get kind of a little book, like, uh-huh. you know, notebook. I don't know, like, pr- police book, you know, yeah. uh, that shows, like, the name of the... The perp? Yeah, the perp, and then, you know, you get a little pseudo-map there, too. And then as you go through each level, it shows you and highlights what part of that map you're going through. Right, right. And it's pretty cool. And it usually is a pretty good representation as well. Yeah. 
Now, the very first guy you're going after is Ken. That's right. Ken from Ohio. Ken, Ken O. Uh, you know, full disclosure, we are Ohioans here. And oh. uh, whenever you see the OH, that's what I think of. So right. for me, it cracked me up every time. I was like, Ken, Ohio. Like, oh, man. What are you up to, buddy? One of our own. He's fallen by the wayside. He has. But yeah, you start out in a pretty generic, like, town, city kind of scape. Yeah, you've got city streets. Streets of gold, because yeah. these buildings are all yellow. I know, that's right. <laughs> Paved in gold. And you have a purple sky in the background, so you get some color energy there. Yeah, but I mean, this first level is very simple. It's just learning that guys shoot at you from behind boxes, yep. sword guys throw swords, and you want to duck them. For the most part, eventually they do start throwing them on the yep. bottom plane, and that, that, that'll get you. Oh, yeah. These guys, you have gunmen, and those those aforementioned swordmen are called mongos. So okay, watch out for them. Yeah, but, you know, this level is really the training wheels. You're just learning to jump between the two different heights mm-hmm. and to get those hostages. Yeah. At the very end, you just keep walking, and you'll walk off the map, and then you're into the next level. Uh, the Maryland Monroe level. That's right. This is a, a yellow brick alleyway, but your starts off with three or six posters of Marilyn Monroe's face in the background, which, hey, look pretty good. Yeah, and that's really about it for this area. This is a, you will see some of Spider-Man in this level, though. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Spider-Man, he is very easy to take care of. You either just throw a shuriken at him from a great distance or you get close, and when he falls, you hit him with your short-range attack. Nine times out of ten, you can just shoot him off the wall. I don't think I ever saw what they did beyond falling. Right, yeah, same here. (laughs) Like, very easy. Does no service to Spider-Man. No. And this is a very short area, because once you're through that, you are at the boss. And the cool part is, is the boss is a separate level or area. So, you know, you do get a little break. And, And the nice part is you can pause the game at that map screen, by the way. Oh, yeah. That is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely very handy. Now, the downside is that you do not get to carry in any activated weapons. Right. And you are just thrown right into the boss fight. Yeah, and what a fight it is. This uh, Ken O himself Mm -hmm. appears to be about 12 feet tall. Yeah, when did that start? Like, why Why in games did they feel the need to make the enemy another human that's like five times larger than you. You feel like if it was a robot or something. It would make sense. Yeah, but this that is just. always bugged me as a kid. A guy, lo- very large gentleman in a huge, he's like, looks part like blue samurai, samurai outfit. Well, yeah. part of it. It's like the helmet and then like the breastplate. But his guns are out. That's right. He's, gun show is on, man. Yeah, and he's coming for you. That's right. And he will be doing so by breathing two fire clouds. Yeah, and he mainly stays on the far right side, and it's these fire clouds that move around to try to hit you. Yeah, they kind of follow you a bit. Eventually, really, it's only one of them that's ever like close to hitting you. Yeah, I when I fought this guy, um, I just kind of ran up to him and tried to out damage because I was having a lot of trouble avoiding the clouds, jumping over them. It's no oh, good. That's your problem. Is you just need to lead the clouds. So when he's about to breathe, you just need to start jumping. And then they'll go up into the air. One will go up into the oh, air over yeah. you. The other one will go down to the ground, and you can jump over it. Yeah, okay. Let's see. I watched the guy on YouTube playing. He was just doing the crouch walk. And okay. I don't know if they just don't go that far down to the ground. He was able to avoid them very easily. I never did, but he's not that tough, so now, you can... I think all bosses in this game take seven or eight hits. Yeah, you can... If you're quick enough, you can trade punches with him, kind of, and, and make it through. That's That's what I did. The key is you have to hit him in the head. Yes, right in the face, man. 
and you to the kind face. of know because if you don't hit the head, you get like a ting. Yeah, there's like a, a little sound. ting noise that says you're not doing it right. Correct. And then the correct noise is not good though. That's one of the sound effects I don't like. Oh yeah, because it's like a. That, oh right. That is not the noise of success to me. I want like a or an explosion or something telling me I'm or a right. Or I'll take a scream. I'm, I'm so sorry to everyone that just had to listen to me make those sound effects. By the way, Eric's a beatboxer. I wish. <laughs> Uh, nothing made me more jealous in the 80s than, you know. Or or today. I'm still, <laughs> like, it never went away for me. Like, Correct. Like, who's the guy? Rozelle who can. Yeah, Rozelle's the, the modern one. Yeah. But back in the day, it was Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew. Right. What about the sick beatboxing? dude from the Fat Boys? Fat Boys, pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah. This is Beatbox Command. Yeah, that was our 80s rap talk. <laughs> but once you have rapped your way through Ken, Ohio... You destroy him, and you get to move on to your next mission. So mission two starts. You will be fighting the Black Turtle, which is not a not a very hardcore name. I'm gonna say that. No, and weirdly, it's the name of a helicopter. Apparently, Uh so I don't know why it's a turtle. But hey, to get there, you will. This is a night mission, and you're kind of uh, you're outside around some like warehouses. Yeah, it's really cool looking. Like a turquoise purple world. Yeah, uh, I, I think it looks good. It's it, like I said, it's my favorite of the levels. I think and does uh, a good job of giving you that nighttime feel with these colors. Right. As enemy wise, you're just going to see more mongos and gunmen. Yeah, and that's pretty much the first half of the game. Yeah, there are not a lot of enemies no. to be honest. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you just basically progress to the right. There's nothing especially crazy or tough here. Nope. The end of the level does look a little weird. So watch out. You're not going into lava or anything. Lava land. And then this is one of those levels where at the end there is a door you have to go through. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And you have to just press up. And you have to be centered, though, because I had that problem Mm. where I wasn't centered. And I was like, what is going on? How do I leave this area? (laughs) Let me out. And then a little jingle will go off telling you, yeah, you're you're leaving the area. Good jab. Now, the second part is a weird looking inside of a warehouse, I guess. Background really reminds me of like a Contra or something. Yeah, it looks like, very cave-ish, not warehouse-like. Or even fleshy at points, I thought. Uh, agreed, yeah. <laughs> Am I in uh, Life Force or what? And then not only is it a weird-looking level, but it's very unclear when you start what you're doing. Yeah, you. I mean, if you're me, you'll head to the right and, you know, you can jump up at least one of the levels, you mm-hmm. know, to progress. Because this is a more vertical level, but there is a, a point that you'll get to where there's no clear tell that you need to super jump up. Right. But you do. You just have to get on one of the boxes. Yeah, I I wandered around, and I didn't know what to do. I actually looked up a map just to see what what am I doing. Right. (laughs) Because you can only jump between levels at the highest point from the lower level or the lowest point from the higher level. Mm. So you have to find that high point, which is a bunch of boxes, not normally what you'd think of. We will see a new foe here, which is the green ninja. Yeah, he's a little trickier because he can jump. Yeah. But he's not really quick. There, there are a couple varieties. There's the ones with the that hold their crossed swords up, and they will deflect shuriken that att- hit them and that hit the like upper portion of their body. Gotcha. You know, you have to crouch to get through their their guard. And then I think one of them does jump between layers as well. Oh, okay. Maybe there is a clue there. But maybe not. I don't know. They're very easy to destroy, so you shouldn't really spend much time. Now, other than the slight misdirect. This is a pretty easy level. Yes, and once you leave the warehouse, well, now you are into what I thought was going to be a nightmare. Right, you're the outside. The land of jumping. Yeah. All these little posts. Back outside on the docks, I guess. I guess, but 
I don't know what that is on the bottom. Is it water? Yeah, that's what I, I had thought. Because you can jump into it, and there is no penalty. That's true. It is not thank, fatal. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I thought I'd be lost so bad when I fell. Sure. The first time I went through, I imagined I would die. But You just want to go real slow because there are fishmen, and not like uh, the fishmen from Castlevania. I'm talking like uh, the Navy divers. Right, right. Or frogmen. Frogmen. I'm sorry. That's what they are. Frogmen. I'm, I apologize to all the frogmen <laughs> out there. Hey, there could be fish people underneath that suit. I don't know. Uh, maybe. But either way, they will just kind of spring out at you from the bottom. Yeah, and they're not hard to hit ever in nope. any way, shape, no. or form. You just have to, you know, attack, do your close attack as soon as they are anywhere in front of you. Yeah, you time it. It's it's really not hard. They're not not a lot of timing quick. involved either. <laughs> it's not like they're speeding past. No, sir. Uh, yeah, so take your time. Kill them as they come. That's all you got to do. It's, it's a very easy area, and... It's leading you up to the boss area of this this uh, level. That's right. The turtle itself. The black turtle. Which is a green helicopter. Yes. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, mysteriously named. And it has a weak spot in the nose of the helicopter. Yeah, it, which is pretty in, well indicated. It's like glowy, different color. And then I think it, this thing may shoot missiles at you eventually. It never got that far for me. It'll drop some ninjas, but... Yeah, uh, it will go up and down, and when it gets lower to the ground, ninjas jump out. Right, and you can just jump up and start chucking shuriken right at that weak spot? Yeah, you can hit it like three or four times before it even starts to drop out guys or do anything weird. Yeah, this is a, a very easy boss. Yeah, I killed, I think, three or four ninjas, and then that thing had blown up. Yep, I, I, same here. I really felt like I was the master ninja here, moving on through. And perhaps you were. Because once you've cleared that, you are now on to mission three. So this level shows you up against Mandara, which is a weird-looking uh, Hindu oh, kind Mandara. of multi-armed uh, goddess. I don't know. It's a strange-looking terrorist. Well, I will say I think you are in perhaps the Nepal area. Yeah, I mean, you've got a mountainy background. Yeah, because in the first stage, you are in the mountains. There's mountains in the background. There's a, a wall of rocks that you traverse between your two la layers, your mm -hmm. upper and lower. Yeah, you got some logs, red plants. Yep. Now, this will introduce two new enemies here. Aside from our usual gunmen, mongos, and green ninjas, you'll find the guys, the rocket launcher fellas. Yeah, but they're... It's a rocket? I thought it was more like a like a grenade launcher. Well, it shoots it, it at like a weird angle. It lobs these things at... Uh, I never got hit by one, did you? No, they're they're very slow and easy, so yeah. just kill them as soon as you see them. But more deceptive are the fly ninjas who kind of jump around you. The blue you know? ones? Yeah. Yeah, these are the worst thing in the game, uh, as far as normal there. enemies go. Yeah. Uh, one When you have one of them, not too big of a deal. But when there's three of them, good luck. Yeah. Uh, because... Yeah. What they are is the kind of enemy that jumps across the screen and lands where you were. Right. So if you're standing still, you will get hit. The yeah. only way to avoid these guys is to keep moving forward, and then when they land, you have to turn around and hit them. Yeah, peg or them right away. they will jump again, and you just got to keep trying to get out from underneath them. Sometimes I'll, they'll just jump in the screen and jump away. I don't know. I've seen them jump past That is the best thing of all just, time. I don't know what I did, if it's my breath or what, but see you later, losers. Yes. Uh, but, you know, in this stage, there's not too many of them, and uh, they're easiest, easier to deal with here. So, level 3-2, we are in a blue cavern, I guess? With some crazy pipes. Yep, you're on some large metal pipes, and this time you're scrolling down. Yep. And uh, pretty clear when you need to go down. Yeah, I and think. it's easier to tell. Well, now that you've already done the vertical going up, you kind of got the gist. Yeah. 
a bunch of familiar foes here. Spider-Man makes an appearance at the bottom, I believe. Uh-huh. But no, no big whoop here. Nope. We're really just going to want to keep trucking on to the third and final level of the area. And it's the coolest looking one by far. Yeah, this is more of a, like a, I guess, high-tech warehouse mm-hmm. looking, maybe a manufacturing thing. There's a bunch of vaguely technical stuff going on in the background, kind of. And it's weird because the upper areas are like enclosed little zones. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, they divide the level up into these different kind of chunks that way, which is, you know, it's neat, something new. And this is also when they're going to start throwing more of those jumping creatures at you and, and putting the throwing guys right afterwards to kind of create a perfect storm of, of crap happening on the screen at once. Right, right. Take it slow and, and steady. To me, this was the beginning of the difficulty was right through this sure, area. Sure, yeah, yeah. But then you get through that area and the boss. This is a weird one. Uh, this this is, boss was... For me, I thought it was going to be the end of my playing experience. Well, it's a strange. Um, this is one I very, very specific memories of fighting as a child. So and I, losing I, two. I got here. I believe so. I I don't know. I, How I many times did you fight this boss? Oh, I don't know. Not not a. I'd say probably twenty to thirty for me. Wow, really? Yeah, because I must have missed a power up somewhere on the way here. Okay. And I don't know what you do if you get here with just your shuriken. Oh, right, right. Like, I have no idea, because what this boss is, at first, is a just a wall of four tall medallion statue... Like idols or something. Idol that spin as you hit them. Yeah. Each and, one takes three hits, or three or four hits. Right. When you've destroyed it, the next one above it falls down. Yeah. But there are four columns of these, and it's constantly moving towards you. Yeah, so you have to really... You're going to try to rapid fire your best, in a way? And if they bump you, you take damage and you get knocked back. Mm -hmm. And at the very far left side of the screen is a force field that is a one-hit kill. That's right. And and literally, there is no extra time to do anything in this level. You might think that you want to move closer to it to get rapid fire better. Uh That is a fool's game. You just stay where you are. And the trick I've found is that every third or fourth when it when you hit it you'll notice that before the thing falls you're like what you're, you're wasting a bullet you're wait so you want to like jump in between every other shot maybe yeah, that helps i did not realize that around i i spent many a time just oh i wasn't firing fast enough right right and if you think that you're wrong it'll just run into you and you'll die and i was like well i must be doing something wrong like, i couldn't figure it out right and it was literally like when I finally beat it, the thing was a pixel away from hitting me into the wall. Oh, right. That well, was I, it. I think it, even at the best you can do, it's going to get close to you to, you know, freak you out a little bit. Yeah. Kind of like those, remember the armored car things in the oh, first yeah. Contra with the spikes on the front? But this is a much closer call. Yeah, well, and you don't have like rapid fire or anything. So. No. And in fact, rapid fire is your enemy. You don't want to rapid fire. And that's really how I found out like the way to beat this boss. But even then, it took such like a level of concentration that when I finally beat this, I was like, oh my God. Man, like, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like if you go into this unprepared, like you don't have, you know, maybe all of the weapon power ups. Sure, yeah. You're yeah. just sunk, man. I don't know. I didn't I didn't really notice what I had when I fought it, you right. know. Right. So, yeah. However, but personally, I hated it. I hated well, this boss, and I thought it was going to be the end of it for me. <laughs> but I did manage to beat it. And once you've beaten this sea of idols, it is not over. No, I I was kind of disappointed too. Because so was I. You move to the right, and then there's a big face on the wall moving yeah. up and down, and there's spitting projectiles, fireballs, something out of its mouth. Luckily, mile. they're very easy to dodge. Yeah, and there are only two patterns. Yes, one goes. Uh, 
like along the floor yeah. that you jump over and one bounces. And if you stay anywhere on the far left half of the screen, it won't hit you. Yeah, I, I would just jump the short one and then let the bouncing one go over me. The, I died Same. against that thing once because I was so surprised. but That, that you weren't done. But yeah, then the second time, once I realized that it only had those two patterns, pretty easy. And having defeated the Mandara, Mandala? I don't know. Um, then you move on to Mission 4, where you will face Lobster. Yeah, what? Why was he named Lobster? He's got red armor, I guess. Yeah, but I mean... I I don't know, man. Um, I And I do remember the portrait of Lobster pretty specifically, so I feel like maybe as a kid I got here. I do too. I wonder if he was on the arcade cabinet. Maybe I, I I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure, but you'll here in Mission Four. You're back with some in the mountainous areas. Yeah, and these are good looking mountains. Yeah, and you have those little I'm calling them uh, because I don't have the the vocabulary, but they look kind of like birdhouses, but they're some sort of ah. Uh, I think that what it is is a lantern. Well, and this is interesting because from this point on, they kind of forget that there are two levels to the game. Like yeah. you're only on the bottom level. This is just a straightforward one. But, but it's not straightforward because, man, they just jam it full of enemies. There are lots of uh, the jumping ninjas, green ninjas, mongos, and the new bone throwers. Yeah. Who are weird. They look kind of like a stereotypical witch doctor almost, you know? Oh, I thought of it more as that, like an oni mask. Oh, maybe. I just, the the armor to me looked like that bone, I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, like, like a bony samurai armor. Sure, yeah, yeah. Either way, they're not too bad by themselves, but when you get a couple of them on the screen, they can yeah. start. Well, really, this area and many areas ahead of this, the problem is is that in these very tight spots between those lanterns, you'll have one guy throwing bones, one guy throwing swords, and a ninja walking back and forth. Right. So you just have very little room to do anything. And if you haven't figured out that your whip can go through those pillars, yeah, then you're... This is, this is where it really helps a lot. Yeah, this is, I think, where I use my first magic. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. And then at the very end of this area, you see, like, a pagoda you're about to go into or some sort of temple. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You go through the doors, and you're into level two, the inside. That's right. You've got some yellow ground terrain that look like large pillars with a red background. Mm -hmm. And this is where you're going to encounter some of your very first pit deaths. That's true. This is the start of the platforming, and eh, your jump's not really built for it. No, and they really want you to be way further out on the ledge then it looks like your character should be able you, to stand on. You have to be floating one foot off. Yeah, one foot is off <laughs> the edge for sure. Like specifically, there's one jump at the very end that oh, I died several I, times. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Me too. And uh, yeah, it's a bunch of baloney. Ninja baloney. This area is just, again, many of those blue ninjas jumping in and out between all the things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what's really annoying is jumping out when you are encountering a jump yourself. Right. Classic it, jerk move. Yeah, you, you always have to lure out the enemies before you progress. Correct. Well, you can progress through that area, and then you're in the almost identical-looking area. It's just a blue background instead of a red one, mm -hmm. and it's really more of the same. Yeah, now you're getting some trickier jumps because the platforms are thinner, Uh huh. and you have these weird creatures, these jumping goblin, you know what I mean? The little yeah. brown-skinned, like, I think they look like little monsters. Okay, but I don't remember them being that hard. No, they're not that bad because they, they will hop at you, but generally it's they'll hop onto the screen and then you have a oh, I know, solid. No, you're, I know what you're talking about. Uh, they do look like, they look like a, like a hunchback. Yeah, kinda. or something. They, they look like they're from Castlevania, not right. from Shinobi. <laughs> sure, yeah. And they move at a speed different than all the other enemies. 
Yeah, they, much slower. And like I said, once once they land from a jump, you've got a hot second to where they're just they're not moving. So that's when you peg them with a shuriken or whatever. Definitely. And once you do that, you can move on to lobster himself. Yes, the big L. And I'm not gonna lie, I died here first time, very confused as to what to do because See, at first I you know I'll, I'll shoot him in the head. Of course, that's what you got to do. Right. And then after like a couple rounds of that, he starts running around more. And I was like, I, I can't do it. It just turned out that my timing was way off. Yeah. he It's just a weird boss because he's a, a large red samurai with mm-hmm. a with his sword in front of him that he's moving in a slow pattern up and down. Kind a of chop. Chopping. You know, where he's like, I'm just going to keep chopping. And if you and walk into my sword. You get in the way. Uh, but the key is just like every other enemy, you'd have to hit him in the head. Mm-hmm. And what was throwing me off was that when the sword is up, it blocks the shot. Yeah, yeah. So it's just so, a matter of sneaking it by when he, he lowers it a bit. And it's, yeah, it's just weird timing. So it's not like he's invincible ever or he's got like a, a phase where he is. It's just that you have to wait for that sword to be down. And after you've gotten so many hits off on him, he'll start raising it more than mm-hmm. the, the beginning. See, this guy, I really, I didn't have much problem with. Like, Well, once I figured that out, it was nothing. Yeah, he's, he's pretty straightforward. And really slow. Yes, very slow. So you have plenty of time to hit him before he gets close to you on your side of the screen. Indeed. Because this is a big area, and it does have a really cool dragon in the background, by the way. The background is a one of the better ones in the game, really. It's Definitely. It's pretty, pretty detailed. And I thought this was the end of the game. <laughs> I, for some reason, had thought that he was the, the final boss. I wish, man. But, but no. no. Once you're done, you have one more sheet in front of you. That's right. This is for the Masked Ninja. The Masked Ninja himself. And... Do you think that uh, the makers of Avatar The Last Airbender had played this game? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> With their mask thing, Ninja? This is the guy? Yeah, because it reminds me a lot of uh, Zuko's masked ninja character. I, yeah, I forgot about that. Maybe. I mean, it looks like a, like a no mask or something, right? Right. So, either way, you will come into in Mission 5-1. You're in kind of a courtyard. You've got a, a wall in the background you can hop on. Some mountains that we... Yeah, thank goodness. You can you, you can switch levels again, finally. Yeah. Now, this one, they're really throwing a lot of bone throwers and other guys. Green ninjas, gunmen, mongos. They're all out here. Yeah, and on the bottom level, there are now pits. Yeah. So you can't jump down in that area. It's really, you have to be at the top or have to be at the bottom when they want you to. Yep. You just got to jump up and down very carefully. This like, is where I use my uh, flying magic. Okay. To almost no effect. Okay. Because it was after all of the long pits. <laughs> That's no good. Yeah. Uh, I did it just to get to you know the next magic because once you get through this area, you go into yet another golden temple. Yeah, uh, yes. And that's where things really get hairy. Yes, this is the worst level in the game, I think. The courtyard inside the temple? Yeah, or it's this bamboo forest thing. Like, Right. It's hard to see what's going on because the background is very busy. It is, and it's a unique background in the game, so it doesn't look too bad. But And it's... the ground also has grass that comes up over the front of your character. Yeah, looks cool. It does look cool, but they are throwing everything that can jump and fly at you. Yeah. Is that new? Is that flying enemy the same? I think it's the same sprite, but it's acting differently because these are the crazy ninjas that are come flying in from behind, in front of you, as super fast down at angles. Weird angles, and you really only have like a very, very tiny window to hit them before they hit you. I don't know how you react without knowing it ahead of time. Even knowing it ahead of time, I, I got hit by at least, I'd say, a third of them, no matter what. I safe stated so much here, and that yeah. was after I actually used my magic here yeah. to get through part of it. Once I got past some of it, I was not going back. 
Uh, I used my magic, I think, after the halfway point when there's just like five guys milling about. Right. And there's just like no timing to get down in between them. Yeah, it's, ugh. I mean, and it was especially deflating after I watched the guy play it online who was like, well, you just jump in place here and they'll go under you. And I was like, oh. Mm, nice. But I don't know. I, I could not. I died a lot here. Yeah, agreed. Uh, you make it through there and you think, gosh, maybe I'm almost almost to the end. But no, because the final level before the boss is extra long. That's right. You're in the interior of a what appears to be a Japanese house. Yeah, you've got the uh, paper doors and all mm-hmm. that around you. But it's it's a you know it's a two level one again, and you're jumping. There, there are a lot of like impassable walls that force you to go up and then down and up and down, changing levels to get through. And there is only one path. It's not like oh you can miss something. You you are forced to go up and down. Yeah, and there are a lot of bone throwers and the mongos here, so you're getting projectiled a lot. Yeah, wild guys are jumping in from every side but you know if you made it through that last level you can make it through here oh yeah this is a this is a a walk in the park comparatively yeah because there's no guys flying in from every direction and if you can make it through here you get to fight the final boss the end game yeah the masked ninja the masked ninja itself and you're in a little like interior maybe a garden room or something yeah but yeah and the masked ninja looks pretty good he looks like a he's wearing a dark ninja outfit and his mask looks just like the picture for the most part pretty sweet stuff yeah and this guy is uh going to take you for a ride because he's got four different i'm not going to say forms but attack patterns i guess or yeah and um i want you to know i use every fiber of my willpower not to go gonna take you for a ride <laughs> Um, yeah, and he's he doesn't cycle through them. I think after you've done so much damage to him, he will move to his next form of attack. Right, and um, the first one, which is pretty chill, is he has a kind of field yeah. that surrounds him on the left and right. Took and me a second to figure it out. Yeah, it will deflect your shurikens and stuff. They won't work, but after he jumps, it'll disappear for a second. Well, and that's the weird part. It's not like he lands and then the force field disappears. He lands, then like a full second goes by. Right, right. Then it disappears for like half a second and then comes back it's kind of a tricky timing the timing is very weird because you want to throw out whatever you have like right after he lands yeah but that is not the case you do not have the firing capacity you know you can't keep it up if you lose a shot or two and they deflected by the time you're you can shoot again he's gone but that's i think two or three hits i think they're all three but moves on to his next form Um, my favorite yeah this is like a tornado form Mm mm-hmm where he spins around and shoots some kind of like boomerangs out that'll move. Okay, did you get hit by those boomerangs? Because I never did. I had, sometimes I would get one or two, but generally, if you just get close to him, well, this in this form, he only can be hurt by a close range attack. Right, but w- w- he'll come at you, and you yeah, just start and you just blasting away. I just ducked and stood there and just kept attacking, and he just ran into my attack. Yeah, yeah, three times. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's a nice I did, little breath of fresh air in the middle of the fight. I had it go wrong a few times where if if he makes it out of that, you know, he charges you and then he'll right. back off and then start flying back and then there's a bunch of boomerangs coming at you and you're far away. He can hurt you a lot, but generally, if you just hold on to yourself and just attack him when he comes close, you'll be fine. Yeah. I was just very far towards the right-hand side of the screen, so mm-hmm. he didn't have enough time to really do much before he would tornado back into my my attacks sure sure after the tornado mode though yeah, he no. then does what nick now he makes what I, these like shadow light clones they're kind of weird like he'll jump around and it'll make a little like white copy of him right that will then hop around and attack you i, I mean guess. after you hit him i don't know this was the easiest form I yeah thought. i 
I don't think I had to fight any of those things because I pretty much killed them as he made them. Right. Yeah. And I also here. killed. I I would also be hitting him. Yeah. As I did that because it was a short range attack usually. <laughs> yeah. So it's very easy. Like he hops close to you, you swing, it'll hit him, kill that thing, and then he'll do another jump, and you do the same thing three times. Yeah. But now. The fourth and final attack of the Masked Ninja. This is where it gets a little more tricky. It does. He's going all out ninja now. Yeah, this is he is charging at you and kicking your butt. Jumping around. But even though he is in full force attack mode, I still didn't find this this form to be that challenging. I, I did. I the only way I was able to get him was I backed him up against the corner and then I was able to just rapidly start kicking his butt with close range weapons. Yeah, I mean I recall that I just kept shooting him with my long range weapon and and that was it like I thought I stun locked him if, if I recall um, correctly maybe I I was only I wasn't able to I was able to get there with the stun locking but he was in the the like, corner the, in the corner yeah he could have been in the corner for me as well I'm not sure because I just kept jumping and dodging him but until I guess I lucked out because I was like well that was nothing I just shot him a bunch of times and it was over right yeah I don't I I looked at the video online to see. I was like, what am I doing? What do I got to do? I don't even know how to hit this guy. And then I saw that guy do that. So then it was, I, I died a few times just jumping over, trying to lure him into that right. corner. Where Man, I'm so glad I got lucky on that one then. Beat him down. Yeah, I like I, I cheated a bunch. Like after after my first couple times, I safe stated right before this form so that I could then beat him. And, Understood. And that's how it worked. So. And then once you've beaten him, well, the ending of this game, all I have written down is, Shame on you, game. Yeah. You defeat him, you get nothing. Nothing at all. No cutscene, not even a graphic. Just the words, game over. Yep. And it shunts you back to the beginning. I'm Title screen. I don't know if they just... Is that an English thing? Did they forget to localize an ending or something? Or? I don't know, but let's just say that was a major, major disappointment. Right, this is it, the review portion of our show. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. And I gave this game a 3.0. I gave it a 2.0. Well, I thought it was you know, pretty good all around. Uh, even though there wasn't a lot of music, I liked the music that was there. I thought the sprites were all pretty clean, clear. I knew what all of the enemies were supposed to be. Really, the only ding I would give it is... Uh, the backgrounds aren't that great, and it just doesn't have a lot of music. Yeah, that's what I'm like. The backgrounds are, for the most part, pretty boring, and, yeah. you know, while the characters and the the music, all, again, is good, but it's like you only get three songs, and there's not a lot of variety of enemies throughout the game, so. That's yeah. true. I mean, it's all right. But as for a brawler, I mean, you're not going to get a lot of enemies, as we've talked. That's true. And I was just pleased that, you know, I could tell exactly what they were going for with each character, even if they were a weirder concept, like that, you know, bone-throwing Oni samurai ghost. Sure, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, this is not a brawler, though. It's <laughs> True, true. It is Like, a... it doesn't, the guys aren't that complicated. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. all just have one attack, and they, I mean, while it's fine, I'm, you know, maybe go up to 2.5, I don't know. It's not, like, horrible. And for its time, you know. For its time. Oh, yeah. Next up is Play Control, Nick. And I gave it a 2.5. Okay, I, w- I went with 2.0. It's... But you might. I think it's okay. It's just kind of slow and too hard to turn around. Yeah, it's uh, it's just frustrating for the most part where I, w- I know what I want to do, but it just takes a couple seconds longer than, you know, I right. want it to. Yeah, the jump is a little shorter than you want. But, I mean, as we play more and more games, I feel like that's just a, 
a choice. They just didn't want you to have a long jump in most games. They wanted that tall jump. And, right, right. Uh, for me, the other weird part was the timing of that shooting, you know. That's the where it really, you know, you're, that's your main way of expressing yourself is through shuriken and attacks. And it just, I know you can do it right. It doesn't have to be super twitchy. I've seen it work in Castlevania, but right. they're just not quite as precise here. Agreed. Next up is Challenge Factor, Nick. And then uh, what did you rate this game? I give it a 3.5. Oh, I gave it a 4.5. I, mean, I can see that. It's and I mean, all I mean that's my end. personal, because uh, that one boss just hurt me so bad. And and honestly, until I talked to you, and apparently I I feel like I must have missed something, because I don't ever want to have to go through that again. Right, right. But if, if I knew it could be a little easier, it wouldn't be that that much of a trouble. It's just that I can't imagine going through those last three or four levels without save states. Yeah, especially or the bamboo forest guys with those ninjas flying in. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Like, that's an area where I'm like, clearly you intended to, for the character to have different reflexes to deal with this stuff. I don't know. Arcade reflexes, perhaps. Right, right. So, I mean, that's why I give it such a high score. I just feel like, man, you would really have to bang your head against this so many times to, to finally break through. Yeah, and with no continues. Exactly. You're going to start ugh. from the beginning every single time. Finally, Nick, we have theme and fun. Yeah, I gave this a 2.5. I went a little higher, gave it a 3.0. I said it would be higher if not for that boss and then the stages after that. Like, if I could use more magic, if it wasn't so hard. Like, if you just could have it? Yeah, or yeah, just give or, it to me as a power-up. Like, if you got magic for the number of guys you killed during the bonus stages, like, there wasn't a failure out. Right, like, right. Like, oh, you fi- like the guy got through, but you killed 15, so every 10, you got a magic. You know, it'd be like playing Contra, and you only get special weapons if you kick butt at the super hard uh, bonus screen or something. Yeah. You know, it's really hiding the, the, the sugar, the stuff you really want out of this, you know? Agreed. But, again, not quite as bad as I thought. I was really dreading it going into this. Like, where right. I remembered it being uh, super impossible, and while it is at certain points... Um, there's at least enough here to where you could you could have some fun with right. it, I guess. And as far as theming concerns, like, they really knocked it out of the park, which really makes me sad about the other aspects. Because, you know, having that map, showing that you're going through the areas, and making each individual level distinct and reflect where you are in the world for that mission is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just they didn't really go far enough. Like, the backgrounds don't really hold up. As you said, you, you're seeing a lot of the same elements in the foregrounds, so... It's like they tried, they just didn't try hard enough. Sure, yeah. So, Nick, should you play this game? I I don't think so, man. I'm going to say pass it up. I'm going to take the opposite approach and say you should try it. You need to see what the world of Shinobi was like in its most difficult and early form. Because I have a feeling that once we hit Revenge of Shinobi, we're going to have some different opinions. Oh, yeah. I I just think having played some of the other ones and... at least the compared to the arcade, I don't know why you would play this over any other Shinobi. You know, other than, I guess, curiosity, see where it came from. But Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the only reason I would say so. Um, my other note was, just don't think you're going to beat it. And if you want to beat this, be prepared to cheat. Right, right. Next week's game will be Bayou Billy for the NES. So grab your controller, maybe even a light gun, and play along, friends. That's right. And remember, if you know what the Tornado Ninja Magic looks like, you can let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we will thank you a thousand thanks for it. We will. And you can also talk to us on the Facebook at Cartridge Command. One of our good buddies and great patrons shared with us a Mario tip from the back of the Super Nintendo serial system that somehow I had never seen or knew. I 
I remembered seeing it after I saw that because I had it once or twice before. Yep. I, Same here. I learned from my mistakes, but uh, I do not remember trying that weird underwater thing. So. I haven't yet either. Um, I, I've got my NES Mini hooked up, so I think one of these days I'm going to try that one out. Yeah. And I'll, I'll post a pic on Facebook of me trying it. So, of course, I let you know when new shows drop on Twitter at Cart Command. And we love it when you subscribe to the show. Of course, you can subscribe to the show on any device, any platform. We're, we're on them all. Even... Uh, the thing the young people listen to, Spotify. Spotify. So if you want to listen to this in school without permission, you can <laughs> do it over the browser. And I know because that's how my son and all of his friends listen to music at school. Oh, tricky. But now they can listen to us, Nick. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure they will. As they should. They can learn a lot. Now, of course, though, it is those wonderful and fine folks that give to us every month at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is their hard-earned dollars that make this show possible because without them, you know, we're just a couple of working class guys and we wouldn't have the money to <laughs> host the show, do the travel, all that razzmatazz. But, you know, as long as you guys keep paying us the small amount we need, we will keep making this show. So thank you guys and gals so very much. Yeah. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game, game on! on.